What's up, you guys? It's Hilary Marie here from itaponline.com, and I want to welcome you to a new episode of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance Podcast. This is where I share my top tips and tricks for tap teachers so that you can have an awesome tap class this week. And this week's episode is one that has been heavily asked for. Ooh, this is going to be a good one, you guys. And today I am talking about perfect pullbacks. This has been a question that I have just received for years, years on years on years here at itaponline.com. And I'm I'm here to share it with you guys. I'm here to answer the questions. I'm going to give you my secret sauce, my tips and tricks on perfect pullbacks. Because here's the thing, you guys. I have a really, really great system for teaching pullbacks that works without fail. I have trained all of the teachers at my studio, Grooves Unlimited Dance Studio in Livingston, New Jersey, on how to teach this with this specific approach and it works flawlessly for them. I have taught it in my ITAP teacher training program and it works very well for all of the ITAP teachers. So here we go. I'm going to teach it to you now. Let's go. Let's talk perfect pullbacks. My best tip and trick for helping tap dancers perfect their pullbacks is in the order of operations. It's in the order in which those steps are introduced to them or cleaned up if they've already been introduced to the technique before. So I always start out with a weight change exercise. And the weight change exercise that I teach is something that I picked up from my time around Lindy Hoppers because they are so specific about where their weight is. And I really tuned into that because most of the time when tap dancers are struggling with their footwork, it's because their weight isn't in the right place. So it's not a problem with the actual step. It's a problem with their weight placement that prevents them from properly approaching the step. So I like to walk dancers through this weight change exercise. And this specific weight change exercise is one that ITAP Online members can access in my Tap Dance 101 course in the ITAP Online Member Center. It's all about knowing how to shift your weight forward and back, right to left, and recognizing, for example, that you can have your weight forward on the balls of your feet with your heels still glued to the floor, or that you can have your weight on your right leg while your left foot is still on the floor, and all of that. And also showing them how far they do or don't have to go to change their weight forward, back, right, to left. And this weight change exercise, it really only takes a couple of minutes. So after we do these, you know, two minutes of weight change exercise, I move into doing a two-footed single pullback. Now, I know that tap dance vocabulary is very different around the world. So what I call a two-footed single pullback is when you stand on two feet, you pull back, and you land on two feet. So you're going pull back and one. All right, so we work this out in the center, not across the floor. Taking pullbacks across the floor straight away can build bad habits because then students are rushing themselves. They're rushing themselves because they've got somebody who's about to run them over. (laughs) So I like to walk them through this technique in the center. Now, after I introduce this to them, I give them maybe... 
I don't know, two to five minutes to work it out on their own and in their own time because this is a tricky step and they need to get to know the step. And this is very important that I point this out to you guys. I never, ever teach dancers to lean back on their heels for a pullback. I never teach them to chug forward and then pull back. So going chug, pull back, chug, pull back. I never teach that. And I also never teach them to stamp, stamp, pull back, stamp, stamp, pull back. I never teach it like that because dancers need to learn how to take that pullback straight from the floor without preparation. If you teach your students to do those preparations, whether it's stamp, stamp, pull back, or chug, pull back, chug, pull back, chug, pull back, pull back, pull back, they will never be capable of doing this step. All right, let me not say never, but for a long time, they are going to struggle with being capable of doing this step without that preparation. And when you're dealing with choreography, you're not going to necessarily have that preparation every single time you do a pullback. So we don't want to teach our students those bad habits. And we certainly do not want to teach them to lean back on their heels. So where it's like they're digging their heels in the floor and lifting their toes to do a pullback because that is not a pullback. That's a spank. You're just, you may as well be going dig, spank, step, heel, dig, spank, step, heel. So it's just, it's a poor approach to the floor. It's not the proper approach. And we want to make sure that we are setting up our students for all of the success with the proper technical approach to the floor. So after they've had, uh, you know, two to five minutes on their own to work it out and to just get acquainted with this technique, we go one at a time. And it's important to know that no one in my class or at my studio is shy of going one at a time because it is a normal part of my class. It's a normal part of our curriculum. Now, if this is not a normal part of your class, it is something that you can build your way up to. And that's something that I discuss in my ITAP teacher training program. So for me, everyone goes one at a time and I give corrections along the way. And I'll tell you the most common correction that I have to give them is what I like to call an up jump versus a down jump. And the way that I describe this up jump versus down jump is it's about the energy in where your jump is going. So I tell dancers to jump up like they're reaching, you know, for the cookies that are high on the shelf. I want you to jump up like you're trying to, you know, touch the rim of a basketball hoop. And so that's where the energy is really going upward. But then I tell them, now I want you to do a down jump where you jump down as if you're jumping off a jungle gym or a ladder or a high step. So you're jumping down off of something. And it's very important in tap dance that we recognize the difference between an up jump and a down jump because each of these serves a different purpose. And certain steps call for certain type of energy. And when it comes to pullbacks, you need to jump up. I need an up jump, not a down jump. And I find that a lot of dancers will put a lot of downward energy into their pullback and that's not going to help them. So that's one of the common corrections that I often give. Another one that I'll often tell dancers, and this isn't because this is what I actually want to do. It's me giving them an analogy. 
I tell them that they need to pick up their feet and I tell them I want them to bring their heels like they're going to kick themselves in the butt. Now they never do because that takes so much effort and energy. But again, that's me trying to get them putting that energy into the upward part of their jump. And some kids and adults too, it's like they're, they're so afraid of just getting off the floor in that way that they do these little bunny hops, these little scoots across the floor. I know you know what I'm talking about. And another thing that I often have to correct is some people have very scrapey pullbacks. So I'll always talk to them about how I really need them to slap the floor. I don't want them to wipe the floor. I don't want them to scrape the floor. I need them to really spank the floor and slap it. And so those are the most common corrections that I give. And every time I give one of those corrections to somebody in the room, everybody, you know, takes a moment and they work it out for themselves. So after we've all gone one at a time, and I've given a lot of those corrections about the up jump, the down jump, not scraping and our pullback, whatever it is. I also mention to students that while they are called pullbacks, we should think of them more as pull Ups because proper pullbacks are so well controlled that you don't even move backwards. And again, this is why I teach them in the center and not across the floor when I first introduce them. Because if you are doing a proper pullback, if you truly have absolute control over your technique, you are not going to have to jump three feet behind yourself every single time to do this step. You should be able to stay literally exactly where you are. Now, it doesn't mean that we never do pullbacks across the floor at my studio. We do. Eventually, we'll take them across the floor. But I'll tell you, they're not doing six of them to get, you know, 30 feet across the floor. You know, if, if we're dealing with 30 feet across the floor, you should be able to get a good 20 pullbacks minimum in. And, you know, that's because we're choosing to move backwards with it. But I don't want to see people throwing their body, especially if they're throwing their chest forward and kind of doing that chicken wing dance to get themselves backwards. That's not what it's about. Okay, it's about going up and that's where you get that up jump energy, down jump energy. And we're talking to them about really pulling up. So I do like to joke with them that in my eyes, they should really be called pull ups rather than pull backs. So after those two footed single pullbacks are good to go, mind you, you guys, that's all we're at at this point. We have done nothing but two footed single pullbacks. So that is two feet just going, that is it. So after those are good to go and they're nice and crispy clean, we move into grab offs. A grab off is when you stand on the right foot you pull the right foot and you land on your left foot and then you pull your left foot and you land on your right foot. So grab offs are a one footed switching pullback and yeah, they're most commonly called grab offs. And this is super important. Again, the order of operations is very important into successfully teaching your students perfect pullbacks. So they learn the two footed single pullbacks first and then they learn their grab-offs. Then I teach them double pullbacks. And the reason that I do it in this order is because a double pullback is nothing more than spank grab off land, spank grab off land, right, left, right, left. Okay. Every time I teach this to advanced students who need their pullbacks cleaned up and I'm like, guys, listen, a double pullback is nothing but a spank grab off land. It's like mind blown. 
ustedes dicen, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. That makes so much sense. But the reason that they have that big aha moment is because I've seen teachers try and tell students that they need to jump in the air and flutter their feet and hope that they hit all four of their sounds or that they need to sit in a chair. And, and so they sit in the chair and they go right, left, right, left. You don't need all of that. It's nothing more than spank, grab off land. And it's also important to note that I teach it super slow in a triplet. I'm talking shakatika, spank, grab off land, bakatika. And if you can control that, man, your double pullbacks are going to be so clean because the first time they go for it, they're going to go shakatika, shakatika, something like that. And we really want to keep it nice and open in a triplet. One and a two, three and a four, right, left, right, left, spank, grab, off, land. Also important to note is that I do not teach any tap steps with a bar or a chair, whether it is pullbacks, wings, over the tops, whatever it is. Guys, we don't even own a bar in my dance studio. We don't do it because we don't do ballet. And that is what the bar is for. The bar is for ballet. The bar is not for tap dance. We don't need the bar to teach pullbacks because all that's going to do is teach them to put their weight in the wrong place and to become very reliant upon that, that pushing and, you know, pushing into the arms and they don't need that. It's okay. We're going to do it in the center. And on a side note, when it comes to things like wings and over the tops, it's okay if they fall. It's a, it is, you know, we have a rule at my studio where if you hit the floor, if you eat it on a step, we all clap for you. That's it. That's all it is. Because you know what? The floor is only like four feet away. And if you do an over the top and you trip over yourself, it's okay. You're good. You dust yourself off and you're good. We've all been there. We've all kicked ourselves in an over the top. We've all clipped our own heels, doing a bell click, whatever it is, right? So you do not need a chair or a bar for a double pullback. Very important or any, any tap step at that matter. Okay. So after we get the double pullbacks nice and clean on the right and the left side in a slow triplet, then I'll move to the traditional shigadigat, digadigat, digadigat, digadigat. So again, I like to start off with shakadigat, shakadigat. And then we move into And so actually what I like to do is after they have the one and a two, three and a four, spank grab off lands, right, left, right, left. After that is super clean, then what I teach them is and then once they have that super clean, then they can just go all the way across the floor and then they're good to go. You know, now they have a lot of control over their steps. Now, I also recommend to them um, when doing a double pullback on the right that they keep their right foot slightly further forward than their left. And that has to do with weight change and um, vice versa. If they're doing their left side, they're going to want to keep their left foot in front of their right. And on another note, you need to watch your students feet like a hawk when they are doing double pullbacks on their left side because they will swear that they are doing the left foot and they're actually doing the right and you'll look at them and you'll be like, that was your right foot. And they're like, no, it wasn't. And I'm like, oh, yes, it was. And then they look and they're like, oh, my God, it was my right foot. And I'm like, yeah. So you want to make sure that you always have hawk eyes on that left side. So at this point, 
let's talk about it. Let's go back. They have learned a weight change exercise, then two-footed single pullbacks. They've learned the concepts of up jumps versus down jumps, making sure that they're not scraping in their pullback, whatever it is. Then they learn their double pullbacks on the right and left in a slow triplet, and then they learn them in the traditional way. And after they have all of that, that is when we move on to one-footed single pullbacks. So they're just pulling the right, the right, the right, the right, the left, the left, the left, the left, and they're just really focusing on that one exercise. And a bonus that I really love to do after they have all of that is I'll do pull back and switch, pull back and switch. The right, you switch. The left, you switch. And then we get into a mix of one-footed pullbacks with grab-offs. And that's showing ultimate control. And then that's it, you guys. From there, the sky is the limit. They can start working on double single pullbacks, which is when you pull, pull, land two feet at the same time. They could do double, double pullbacks, which is when they pull, 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 land, land. They could do push fronts. You name it. Because they have a solid understanding on the proper technical approach that is required to bring these pullbacks to life. And that, my friends, is how we help our students achieve perfect pullbacks. Now, I've got a new course coming to the ITAP Online Member Center soon that is going to give a full video explanation on on all of this, but I really wanted to make a podcast episode for you because this has been a very popular topic and a question that has come my way so many times over the years in ITAP chats for members, in free Facebook talkbacks that I've done, you name it. So, That's that, you guys. That's my secret sauce. That's my technical approach to how to teach perfect pullbacks. It has worked for all the students that I've worked with over the years, whether they're young kids, whether they're high-level teenagers, whether they are adults, and it's gone really, really well. I've been able to teach this, like I said, to my team at Grooves Unlimited, and they have been able to share this approach with our groovers at the studio um, and these kids are killing it. They're killing their pullbacks right now. I've also been able to teach it to ITAP teachers who have graduated from the ITAP teacher training program, and it just works like magic. So I'm very excited to share it with you today, and now I would love to hear from you. I want you to comment. Comment on this episode and let me know what works for you and your students, or maybe tell me what you've been struggling with. What's been hard for you and your students when it comes to pullbacks? And maybe I can give you some more tips and tricks. But really, you guys, start to finish, this is my entire process for how I teach perfect pullbacks. And that's it. I super look forward to hearing back from you and that we will have the opportunity to share some shuffles very, very soon. Hey there, don't forget to head on over to itaponline.com to gain access to my 10 free tap dance resources. This includes my breakdown of the Shim Sham Shimmy and BS Chorus, progressive warm-up exercises, my Rhythm Tree for Tap Dancers poster that you can print and hang in the studio, and my Rhythm Training for Tap Dancers course that goes along with it. 
I've got Spotify playlists for tap teachers and so much more. So head on over to itaponline.com and check it out. These resources have been downloaded by over 150,000 tap teachers and tap dancers around the world. They are free and they are completely yours, but you should know that my best content is available to ITAP Online members. ITAP Online members have access to live weekly Zoom classes and HD quality playbacks of those classes. They also have access to my on-demand courses, including Time Step Tuesday challenges, improvisation and technique exercises, historical choreography, and more. And we do twice a month live chats face-to-face -face on Zoom. We come together and we talk all things tap dance. ITAP Online members have direct access to me to ask all their tap dance questions. I am here to support you in your tap dance journey with quick and easy access to new knowledge and fresh inspiration so that you can be the best tap teacher that you can be. So head on over to itaponline.com to check it all out, and hopefully we can share shuffles together very soon.